Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today in the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Mike Fagan. Mike went to St. John's University, where he was a three-time collegiate All-American, a four-time academic All-American. 2002, Mike turned pro, where he has four PBA titles. He's also a three-time member of Team USA. For more on Mike, check out FaganBowling.com. That's F-A-G-A-N Bowling.com. Mike, I want to thank you for joining myself and Coach K. Steve Klempkin today. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, certainly, Mike, you're a PBA national champion. You've won numerous major tournaments. Team USA, we could spend our whole time talking about your whole bio here, but you're also a graduate of St. John's. Now, let's talk about, and you were a three-time collegiate All-American as well, um, let's talk about how you were able to balance some of your classwork activities and your bowling. For me, you know, schoolwork was never a burden. Uh, you know, I just basically, I attended class. I uh, unless we were at a tournament or something on the weekend or Friday, we had to leave early. Uh, I never missed class, so um, you know, I just I just got my work done and uh, and left time for for bowling. I mean, that was pretty much my two obligations. I didn't have a lot of other extracurricular activities going on in college, so I mean, it was just schoolwork and bowling. And uh, you know, I, I was uh, pretty adamant about getting good grades and making sure that I was. Uh, you know, doing well in class as well. It was, you know, something that for me wasn't that much of a burden at all. What uh, What did you study, and have you been able to use uh, any of the stuff that you learned in college as you've gone on, you know, to, to be a professional bowler? Well, I studied business. Uh, I was a finance major. I would say that I could use it slightly on, you know, some personal finance notes. Uh, you know, I, I try to use it when I... Um, you know, make some investments in the market and things like that. You know, I'm still uh, very interested in all those topics. I wouldn't, I would say that I would still need some professional assistance. Um, you know, the more and more I invest, uh, it's important to keep that in mind. Um, you know, I don't feel like I can, I don't want to feel uh, like I can just go out there and, and take care of everything myself. I definitely could use some assistance in that part. But yeah, definitely it's good to have a little bit of knowledge uh, when it comes to your finances. You know, trying to do the right thing with your money and making sure that uh, it's there for years to come. Well, you were you just competed at the World Series of Bowling. Um, first off, congrats for qualifying second for the World Championships TV Finals, which is going to be held uh, January 11th. It's going to be a live telecast. You're going to bring all you guys out to Vegas. Um, how important is it to you to win that big title after after bowling all the tournaments? And it's it's a very long and grueling tournament. So, what's that going to mean to you to uh, to win that tournament? It would be huge for me. I would, you know, it would definitely be uh, another huge feather in my cap. I mean, at this point with the PBA season, I mean, the majors are that much more important. They mean so much more, um, you know, now that we don't have a week-to-week schedule. So, you know, for me, the majors are the most important part of bowling on tour now. And uh, if I can notch up another one, you know, it would mean the world to me. Hey, on the uh, on the road there to that uh, to that great finish you had the World Championships, you shot a 300 game, I know, and I heard there was a little bit of a story. It was just it wasn't just a, a typical uh, or traditional 300 game. That maybe there was something behind it in terms of using a couple different balls and stuff. Kind of walk us through that. What happened there? 
Well, actually, uh, my strategy began last year at the World Championship, uh, and I kind of brought that over to this year's event as well. Um, for me, the left and the right lanes at South Point, uh, they, they didn't play completely different, but they definitely have a little bit of different shape. So um, in order for me to be able to um, do kind of the same thing with my hand and not really worry about carry and things like that and actually see the lanes similar from pair to pair, um, I was using two different balls throughout the entire match play. And, um, you know, it just so happens that the lane started to get a little bit tighter down the lane and a lot of guys started to struggle as the fronts broke down. And I actually ended up balling up. Um, I went to a hypercell on the left lane, which was tighter down the lane for me, and a, and a Marvel S on the right lane. And, uh, you know, those two balls looked phenomenal. And, uh, you know, for me, once I kind of saw that shape and um, I just got comfortable and I knew I could just let it off my hand and, you know, the, the strike started coming. It was nice. Talk about how confidence and, and how a player that's younger can maybe build some confidence that they can do that because that's something that you see sometimes, you know, from time to time on TV from the pros to be able to know and be confident enough in yourself that you're going to throw the ball well and that you're reading the lanes properly to throw one ball on the one lane and one ball on the other. You know, it's a lot of times easier said than done because, you know, we always kind of, as bowlers, myself, speaking for myself at least, have that little bit of self-doubt of if I'm making the, the correct move and if I should really be doing that. But talk about how you can overcome some of those barriers for some of our younger players. You know, to be honest, a lot of it comes with experience. Um, I would have probably never gone that route if I hadn't bowled in that building the year before. So, I mean, it, it was a matter of me. Um, you know, I took some notes actually last year, and I followed them uh, this year as well. So I think it was a big, big uh, help for me to kind of learn from that experience and not just, you know, go in there empty-handed and... I think for me, you know, getting up in those situations, you know, even at my level and my experience, I'm still nervous in a lot of situations. So for me, you know, I probably had that reaction throughout the last few games of match play, but it really took me until the last two games to really believe it and get confident and, Hey, Mike Flanagan, he's our uh, our public relations director here at Storm and does a lot of video work and stuff, as you know. And he had a question he wanted me to ask. He wanted to know if the conditions were easier at the WSOB or more difficult than when you were bowling on peanut butter here at the plant. <laughs> uh, I would have to say that peanut butter was, was much more difficult. <laughs> uh, you didn't have to use two different uh, balls, though, I don't think, on the peanut butter. You know. No, you, you really couldn't do a whole lot. On that, uh, the ball would pretty much just stop if you uh, caught too much peanut butter. So, yeah, that was definitely not something uh, we had to do a bunch of takes for that. And I was lucky to get we were lucky to get one strike out of that and get it on camera. So it was nice. So I have to ask: During every, did Randy keep his shirt off the entire time during each take, or did that get did that happen and then you put it on right away? No, you know. There was a lot of crazy things going on that day, and, uh, you know, we were trying to go through scenarios on, on why we were using this oil, and a lot of that kind of got cut on the editing floor, but, you know, one of the uh, one of the uh, silly things was, you know, we found this oil in Randy's gym bag, so we wanted to uh, put it out on the lanes and see what happened. <laughs> so we were, uh, we were being pretty goofy, and, and Randy definitely contributes to that atmosphere well. <laughs> 
Yes, yes, he does, and we don't we don't want to know why he had oil in his gym bag. We'll have to we'll just have to leave that one be. Hey, Mike, what advice do you have for younger players that are looking to get interested in competing at the collegiate level? And their you know their ultimate goal is to be on Team USA. What can what can we tell them? And what are some little nuggets for them? Well, I mean, honestly, there's no easy way to get to the top. I mean, it's just a matter of going through the steps, going through all of the steps of becoming a great bowler. Uh, you know, a lot of people, maybe they don't want to bowl in college, maybe they don't want to bowl amateurs, they want to go right to the PBA. Well, that's a long road and an expensive road. Um, you know, myself and, and Bill O'Neill are two really good examples of guys who who started off bowling in the juniors. They bowled in high school, they bowled in college, we bowled, you know, in the big amateur events. And then we finally graduated um, onto the PBA. So, you know, I would just recommend everybody think about, it like, it's a process. And you have to pay your dues, and you have to get out there and get experience. And, uh, you know, then when you start seeing things like I saw at the World Championship where I needed to make those adjustments, um, you know, it'll come much more naturally than, you know, if you were out there just kind of fishing around. All right. Well, well, thanks again, Mike. Appreciate your time very much. There's a lot of good information today, and we loved having you on. Thanks for making time for us. And, uh and we'll be rooting you on here come January for the finals for the World Championships, and maybe we'll get you back on again in the uh, in the springtime, and you can get some follow-up on that tournament and the uh, DHC in Japan and all the other good stuff. I hope so, Steve. That would be fantastic. Thanks for having me.